Hello. <laughs> Hello. Jay. I see you. Hi. With a uh, relaxed sign behind you. Where are you, buddy? Oh my. I'm so so not relaxed, relaxed right now. You're relaxed right now, right? No, all of my audio settings are completely different. I'm I'm recording into something different. I I don't know what's going on. I'm on a different operating system. I'm not relaxed at all. I'm not relaxed, despite the sign yeah. behind me that says relax in big bold letters. I'm in Ocean City right now, guys. I'm supposed to be on vacation. Why are we doing this? Okay, okay. It sounds like it sounds like this is the source of the stress. <laughs> it's not no, is it's that... not you guys at all. You guys are sweet. You guys are you guys that's go with okay. the flow. You We're guys are time. awesome. You guys are on time. I'm the one that's late. I'm the one that's causing my own stress. It's not. It's not you. Not but you. that's okay because we're we're gonna make it better for you. You know that, right? Yeah. I'm looking gonna, forward to that. Yeah, this is gonna be yeah. a fun. This is gonna be a fun hang. If you could just speak is. up and fix your audio, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Boy, if I could reach through the screen right now and <laughs> choke you, I would. Why I you know. little? No, no, no. No, no, from now on, Jay is on relaxed vacation mode. Oh, okay. You guys are going to run the show. I'm just going to be here. I'm right going to pretend that I'm going to pretend that all of the audio is working the way it should. And mm -hmm. uh, you guys are going to run the show. So, go for it. Okay, well, my first question, Jay, honestly, is how's the week been? This aside, the stress <laughs> of the audio aside and the and having to deal with the Mac. How, how seriously, the, how's it going? The past 10 minutes aside, it's been it's been freaking fantastic. Oh, it's good. been awesome. Oh, it's, it's really been great. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we're here in Ocean City. We got a great. It's it's a nice little condominium up on Ninety Fifth Street. Um, right. So it's pretty relaxed. Um, uh, first night we got here, the air conditioning was set at like ninety or felt like ninety seven. It was probably seventy six, and I couldn't figure out how to change that. So that was my first stress of the week. But I got mm -hmm. that got that sorted out. Okay, that's always fun. Um, since then, it's been great. Uh, the kids have been really awesome, and uh, Ben's been having a great time. We've been playing a crap ton of mini golf and nice. eating some good food. I had uh, about 18 crabs tonight. So, <laughs> uh, if, <laughs> if, if I'm feeling a little bit slow, um, mm. you know, that, that, that might be the, the reason for that. But I've been, we're having a great time. Thank you. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. Greg. Yes. Yo. We crossed paths this weekend, which we'll get to, but yeah. how are you doing? Oh, man? that's right. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I just flew uh, back to L.A. yesterday mm -hmm. and uh, had a nice uh, little, little day here. Uh, I went and picked up two pedals from the Advanced Electronics shop in Culver City near me. Is uh, my old rat and my old uh, Holy Grail. I saw your Facebook post up on that man. That's that's pretty cool. You got a shop down there that uh, yeah fixes up your pedals. That's pretty sweet. And they know what they're doing, and it's cool because you walk in and like all the all the famous musicians and bands that have been in there, they've all yeah. like signed. The they, 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 yeah, they well they've all like signed a picture, and there's a there's actually like a really badass like I've never seen it before tool poster. That's like uh, sweet. Uh, that Danny Carey signed. I guess it might. Nice. They might have. They might have uh, tweaked his like whatever part of his set is electronic because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. um, back when I first moved here, just real quick, like I had a my PV Classic Thirty was the only amp I brought, and then it started to crap <laughs> out. Like the third gig, I started playing. I was like, I don't know what to do. A, a PV Classic Thirty started to crap out. I know that might be the first time in history. I, well, that's I think it, yeah, it was. 
I don't. <laughs> they just they needed to get he all. Use it as a it. pillow the first two weeks. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best sleep I ever got. Hey, you know. Um. But anyway, they fixed it, and so ever since then, I've trusted them because they did such a good job with that. And uh, yeah. So anyway, th- that was a fun thing, and then I got some really nice boutique coffee called Blue Bottle. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, oh, and I might have I might have got made one more stop. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Dispensary. Yeah, got yeah. it. Enough said. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's been my day so far. Nice. Yeah. So nice. I've been looking forward to kind of to catching up with you guys. I know uh, we Nick and I crossed paths two nights ago, and we'll, we'll get to that out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Heck yeah! yeah. Wow. So. Words I never thought I would hear on this podcast. <laughs> oh, there's so many more words to come that you haven't that you aren't oh, expecting. Goodness. Oh my god, this what is good. What is he gonna say? We got oh, a whole boy. story, Greg. <laughs> That's yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> right Damn. on. Oh, we should probably get this going. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Coolest intro ever. <laughs> Oh, it sounded like Marge Simpson yeah. singing the theme to The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. This is, you should check it out. This is episode 108 coming at you from a very relaxed Ocean City, Maryland, and a, hopefully a relaxed Hagerstown, Maryland. And uh, I think it feels pretty relaxed out there in Los Angeles, California. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah overcast Excellent. today. Really nice. Oh, really yeah. Well, jet, uh, was a perfect, yeah, perfect vibe to come back to. Because if it was like sunny and people were happy, I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Well, excellent. Uh, without further ado, my name is Jay. And I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And, uh, you know, guys, like I said, I think I'm going to let you guys roll with this show. Nick, why don't you do the intros for the segments? Okay. Well, I'm going to, uh, this week, I'm going to be talking about my weekend with Greg. Oh, excellent. <laughs> um <laughs> And then uh, Greg is going to be talking about not one but two new albums that have recently come out. That's right. Ooh. Both of which were going to be fun to talk about. And Jay. Yeah. Jay, what are you going to be talking about? <laughs> what's what's I'm be talking teaser? Well, I'm going to be talking about an artist that I should have known more about, but uh, I've just recently come to reappreciate. Okay. okay. All right. So a true you should check it out. And should have. Yes. Yeah, you should have, and now you should again. Yep, got it. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Well, without further ado, I'm going to get things started. So, so Jay, I had forgotten when I texted you last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I had forgotten, like, you were leaving on vacation because I was... Because Greg texted well, the day after the we... Go ahead. No, actually, there, go ahead. The, no, there was the whole ruse that I was going to be around this weekend for my quote-unquote mom's birthday party. That also, that also probably factored into me thinking you'd right. be here... Right. Um, nevertheless, so I texted you and said, because Greg, after we recorded the last podcast, you, the next, or no, actually later that evening, you sent a text that was like, hey bro, Harrisburg, I know it's Sunday, but if you want me to grab you a ticket, just let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh snap, that's, that's Sunday. I'm totally going to do this. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, does Jay know? So I texted you, I think it was like the next day or two, right? Do, um, what, do what exactly? To go see Greg up in Harrisburg. Yes. Because Greg was going to be doing a show with the Red Knot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yes. 
in Harrisburg, PA. What was this facility called? The Harrisburg Midtown Arts Center. Harrisburg Midtown Arts Center. Gorgeous drive-in, all along the water, like you're you know driving in in Harrisburg, and then banking into there. Um, I, I don't know how was how how did you feel like the show went, Greg? It was, your it, show, was man. Yeah. it was I I mean I, I had a lot of fun you know it was a Sunday and it was a new uh, market for us and the story was that originally we were booked to play there on Saturday night but we were offered a festival um, that we had to take instead and so they agreed to move us to mon- to Sunday night so we could still play it and. Right. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, it kind of reminded me of like the small room at the Black Cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you've ever been there in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was this, it was a tiny little spot, and it was you went in. This is a massive building. Yeah. Like it's like multi-purpose. It, it looks almost like the entrance to a theater, like an old theater, because it's kind of got like the big doors that kind of open up to the main area. Um, but then there's also a stairwell that goes to the left. So and we saw signs for the Red Knots and went up the stairwell it was myself and 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 eric lenhardt ended up coming uh jay because nice. you were going to be leaving for the beach um right. where you are relaxing that's good um <laughs> so eric tagged along which is awesome so relaxed thank you again eric that was a heck of a fun time um so we go up the stairs because you know there's i don't know it's kind of where the signs are pointing for like an event <laughs> go up and there's this an equivalent size room um i, I don't know the exact dimensions but Whatever size a full-size boxing ring is, <laughs> if you add about 10 feet to all, any end of that boxing ring, that's about the size of this room. And if you cram the perimeter of the boxing ring in with, with a lot of people, and then it's, it's not so much boxing as it is semi-professional wrestling <laughs> happening on the second floor of this multi-purpose art center, <laughs> and everybody's got chants going on. Like I felt like I walked into, like you know the you know in Magnolia the movie Jay, yeah. Remember yeah, the scene? Sure. Like remember the the cut scene where they would go to that infomercial and the people oh, yeah, would be, like yeah, chanting. Yeah, yeah. It was that. <laughs> it was like that. A it was like a window. Like it was like perfectly cast. Like a Lynch, a Lynch. You know, freaking presented the scene. As odd as the, as odd as your description was, I can picture it perfectly. It, it, oh, there you it go. It's amazing. And so immediately I grabbed my phone and I texted Greg, hey, you guys have a mm-hmm. wrestling match opening for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Greg comes out in a Mexican wrestler's like, match. Nah, El Gordo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Greg's, uh, Greg's like, nah, downstairs, buddy. Um, so we go downstairs and go to the back to this, th- we go to the back of this room where there's pool tables and there is a dude sitting in the back corner of this room selling tickets like it was uh, it was it was not i i didn't there was no signs or errors anyway we found the show which was awesome go in what kind, of sh- what kind of show are you running here greg what the heck no yeah. dude i this is, Put this some is signage a pennsylvania up. thing pennsylvania is weird <laughs> yeah yeah no no doubt about it and the thing was that Fair like you, you know nick saying like no sign the thing is that it was written on the door but the door was open Oh, okay. So yeah. that, that yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it almost looked like a back closet to get like you, a, get you every time. It could, yes. yeah. You would have never found it if like <laughs> you could have potentially never found it. It was strange, but um, yeah. There you have. I mean, I guess they have a big room upstairs too, like a that which wasn't where you saw the boxing. I probably they like not. A, they have like a twelve hundred person sized room that certain bands have been playing. So um, how was the match, Nick? 
What's that? How was the match? The match? Okay, yeah. well, so once we... <laughs> Uh, once we determined that the action was there was additional action occurring downstairs, um, we skedaddled. Oh, oh, we skedaddled okay. out of the wrestling match. Um, we didn't actually go gotcha. in because again, these people like there was a dude that got pinned, and like a, a portion of the audience was so happy about this, but another portion <laughs> of this audience was so angry about this. Dude, semi-pro like, wrestling is no joke, man. They they no, they they were know. yelling and throwing cans well, and stuff at each it, other. It, and it, it, was, it, it plays into the it probably play, the next part important. of the story. Yeah, this is important. All right, all right. All right. This, is important. This, is important. Re- this is important. I'll relax. Yeah, so, just um, relax. Just relax. So we we find the proper we find the proper room, which is downstairs, back of the room, past the pool tables on the left. Um, get our t- get our wristbands. Get inside. Walk in the door. There's Greg. Hey, how you doing? He's, he's, you seem like you you seem like you were prepared for the the evening. Had had a few drinks. Felt good. Is that is that accurate? How's well, that? How's I, that? I, the, that yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, it's true. I mean, there was a gentleman uh, who showed up early, and he bought us all like he was just like just kept throwing rounds at us, you know. And I was like, well, you know, we've been driving all day, and <laughs> my stuff's all set up. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So who yeah, else no. came out? Who else came out, Greg? Uh, Nathan from The Resilient. Yeah. And his great fiance. And his fiance, Veronica. Yeah, yeah. Veronica. Uh, one of my best buddies, Russ Eckel, who is friend a of the show, Russ Friend Eckel. of the show. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of the show. Big friend hey, of the show. Russ. Uh, coward. Um, yeah, sure he came out. That's, it's a Hulk Hogan, Randy uh, Macho Man. Got it. Thing. Cool. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I liked it. I liked Russ. I just, yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, Russ and I go way back and, you know, a lot of this, you know, a lot of the stuff I do now, as far as like touring bands and just kind of the mentality I needed to adapt to, mm-hmm. I adopt, <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. in order to do it and not go crazy. I learned a lot of it. I learned from Russ. I'm not, you know, I'm not That's gonna awesome. lie, because he, he, he yeah. was a singer in the first band that I toured with, and we had a uh, like the hardest touring experiences I ever had were with him. And we should totally he, have him on, so you guys could share some of those. That'd that be would cool. be fun. He would. He, yeah. he he's a great. He's a great dude, and, and I really had good a great time hanging out with him. It was, it was, okay. It was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let's let's have Russ on. No That'd worries. Cool. Yeah. To, to, cool. Like he has some good road stories for sure. Just the t- I mean nothing like no, not like Guns N' Roses Motley Crue style, but like the kind of like the, the opposite yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that spectrum. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to go off, but um, Russ was there, which is great. So having you know Nick there meeting. Um, Eric meeting Eric yeah and uh I so I keep getting for some reason I think it's Henry and I, I, I think know, it's, I know, I I know what actually, it is I was giving I, you the name so that you wouldn't have to say that on the I know I, and I would have had I would have I was on the tip of my tongue of course and you know but I guess it's because the letters in Henry are in Lenhart it's it's, it's kind of like I, I ah. have a weird like dyslexic like <laughs> no, I have a tendency no, to good. like you know what I'm saying that's, that's where it's coming from and I texted you Lenhart's coming I didn't say Eric's coming that would have changed things yep and so it's it's on yeah. me. It, yep, exactly. Full responsibility. Sorry <laughs> cool. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, All right. So I we feel get like there. we're I feel like we're building up some building up to something, but well, we're not well, quite so, there yet. I mean, honestly, Jay, have you seen the Red Knots? I had not seen the Red Knots at this point. No, not not okay. in person. So it just just so everyone knows, if you in case you're not aware, this is a tribute to the Red Hot Chili Peppers I've been touring with for the last four years. Yep. Sure. And you guys freaking crush it. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> which 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 you know, I'm sure you hear. You, they were phenomenal they were absolutely oh, wonderful right. excellent we, do, we, we have it down wait let's just all you know practice thank yep. you, nick. They, thank what, you nick thank you, you for the compliment. what'd you what'd you open with 
This is actually uh, more recent, and it was actually something that I brought up. Because the chili peppers, no matter what, the actual Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. they always open with Can't Stop. Oh, I don't particularly really? love that song. I'm not going to yeah. lie. No. I don't hate it, but I don't, I'm not, you know, but that's what they open with every time. And so that's what we did for like probably the first three years that I was touring with these guys. This is just okay. like, yeah. you know, every it's like eventually it's, eventually it stops, it loses its magic, you know, mm-hmm. Sure. even though people love it. That's it. That's the thing is that the audience, you know, which like, even they even if they're not your favorite tune, you can tell it's from an immediate reaction. win for the band. Yeah. yeah and everybody, and the audience like, has eyes. Yeah. Yeah, but I was um, we were we were trying to switch it up because we were coming to some venues where we played more than <clears> once, you know. And so we were going through different uh, openers. Sorry, Jay asked us a quick question. Do it. I'm just I'm going yeah, on and on. But I, it's tough because you're like, there's not that many songs that are like worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot yeah. of great songs. You can't open with like "Soul to Squeeze." You yeah, can't open chill. with yeah uh, yeah there's, and then there's some that are too hard that are too mm-hmm. like that don't like pull you in you and, need to build uh, up too yeah so but eventually I was, I was like what about around the world and and so we do we do a jam because they always do a jam first to like a okay. jam in E minor they do okay you're answering yeah, a lot they, of questions yeah, right now yeah they always do a jam in E minor like it's always E minor except for what there's, there's one other example the other song they open up with is by the way and we've done that. Okay. Um, okay. But anyway, the but I, I, our drummer Pete doesn't like it as an opener. So we, he's always like, you know, there's always a, a thing you got to mm-hmm. consider. Um, but anyway, so we go out with Around the World. That's what we opened up with. By the way, is a fast yeah. one to open with. It's just a, it's, it's playing, high energy. Playing cold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's this cool intro they do uh, for this one show they it, that they filmed in Ireland called Live at Slane Castle. It's a really good mm-hmm. Chili Peppers uh kind of like peak i would say yeah peak yeah and do you guys covers. like study this as a band or like just pass it i would along? say that that one that is like the go-to it's live at slain castle is like kind of what the red Hot Chili peppers are trying to create this is fast this is fascinating to me because as a former member of a tribute band like yeah we did the same thing we had like our go-to like youtube videos like this is the concert that we're really trying to like if we had to encapsulate everything mm-hmm. this is uh-huh. what we're going for yeah well the whole, the whole thing with the tribute band that's actually kind of comforting and that makes it fun is that there's a really since like a a, a concrete goal mm-hmm. and then you just everything you do that's part of, that's trying to make the band better is geared towards achieving that goal the goal right. being this emulating particular this perform band. yeah emulating not just this band but this particular performance yeah okay. yeah you know and trying to recreate this vibe and you know sure there's some x factors that aren't like you know you can't just necessarily observe it once and then just be like i get it now and then just do it mm-hmm. right but it's all there it's all right you in watch front of you. you try you reflect yeah then you but there's yeah. an iterative process of getting exactly there. and and i would say that though that i mean what nick nick what you're seeing is a band that's been touring for four years right you know <clears throat> like it wasn't always that together. You know, that was also our fourth straight night of playing. Yeah. With like, long, yeah. not long drives, but full days of travel and hotel, now, me, sh- sharing rooms, the whole thing, you know? So, the, yeah. Can I ask, does, because I, I, I'm, not, I'm not actually very familiar with Chili Pepper live 
does Chad Smith, is that, does Pete, is Pete being Pete when he's like filling through choruses or is he being Chad Smith I mean, live? you have to go back and sort of, you should watch some. You should watch that Slane Castle performance and, and okay. try to compare. But there's definitely a lot of improv in Chad Smith's drumming for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's also a lot of improv in Pete's drumming and I know mm-hmm. that he's watched the videos, he, like he's absorbed a lot of it. He borrows things mm-hmm. that he likes. But he's definitely being Pete. Yeah. You know? And certain well, and that, songs... That's kind of like my question. Like, where do you, where do you, and Jay, for you two, like, what what elements of yourself, artistically, do you allow to play into this? Mm, or do that's... you find enjoyment out of when you're trying to emulate or recreate a performance? Jay, do you want to take, do you want to, I've been talking a lot. Uh, well, for me, it was, that's an interesting question, because when I first started with the Black Crows tribute band, mm-hmm. nonfiction, I was playing as a bass player. And so for me, it was a very different experience because that was the first band that I've played as a bass player. And I knew how to play bass, but mm-hmm. I never played with like other people as a bass player, really. Right. So for me, it was a very simple equation. Like it was learn the parts off the record, you know, mm-hmm. right. or learn the parts from X video that we were trying to learn. Right. And so it wasn't, to, to, for me at the time, it really wasn't too much of a stylistic thing. It was just learn these parts and learn how to play bass in a group at right. the same time. Right. Um, which I think I accomplished pretty well. Oh, damn right. When it came to, when I finally got the chance to play guitar in that band, it was a different story, and I felt like I was, I had a kind of grown enough as a musician as, and as a leader in that band that I could, I could kind of do some of my own things and turn it into my own uh, experience while still staying true to what Rich Robinson does because what uh, the part that I was playing was Rich Robinson and that's pretty much exactly the way I want to play electric guitar okay like everything right. that he does so <laughs> it wasn't right. too far of a stretch for me it helps if you really Just, like the band that you're in the tribute yes band. yeah it does right. definitely <laughs> <laughs> but I'm interested to hear Greg how you approach that like uh, whether you try to and and you're dealing with I only had to deal with one guitar player and one bass player, really, mm-hmm. in the Black Crows experience. Oh, but, I, right. You know, I see what with, you're saying. With the Chili Peppers, you're kind of trying to integrate three different guitar players or it's four different more guitar players. Style, yeah, styles. Um, but it's even more than that. But at the end of the day, Frusciante is the guy yeah. that okay. everybody you're, wants you're me for. to be. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely the sort of the North Star. You know, if, if I could nail... You know, the, an impression of Dave Navarro and... Uh, um, I would say I got some Hillel, Navarro idea. Hillel Slovak. And, uh, and dude, Greg can do Navarro in his sleep. Greg, that's yeah. easy. Greg, Greg wakes up playing Dave Navarro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> I eat Dave Navarro for breakfast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it, a, a friend of mine actually made a funny comment because I was posting about these shows and he's like, Non frusciante because red yes. not chili peppers, non frusciante. <laughs> That's Greg. Greg is non frusciante. I'm non frusciante. That's it, right? But right. I love, I loved, I love the yeah. fact that you, like, when you first said that you were joining the red not chili peppers, like, for you to try to cop John frusciante style, for me, it felt like Greg, that was a stylistic leap for you. And that's just as a guy who's known you as a guitar player for a long time. I never doubted the fact that you would be able to do that, but I knew that that would be a little bit of a stretch for you, and I love that. It's interesting that you say that because ultimately, that's some of the first stuff I ever tried to learn. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like go like blood sugar sex magic is in my DNA. You know, like okay, it, I, it, yeah, like it really is. And um, that record specifically, mm-hmm. I studied it when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like right like guitar riffs, lyrics, bass lines, and you know, I'm still listening and I'm still hearing new things. Yeah, you know, it's a cool, cool. Um, I can point out re- a real quick little production thing that I just picked up on. And we'll have to revisit this later, but go listen to Give It Away. The snare sounds different in the chorus. Does it? Yep, because Rick Rubin puts a <laughs> ton of reverb on, on it in the cor- just in the chorus and pulls it back during the verse. Nice. Yeah, and it's nice. epic. You know, it, so there's always, there's a lot in that music. And yeah. anyway, going back to Jay, what you were saying is a, a stylistic leap. It's true that I'd never tried, I'd never been in a band where I had to play like, Kind of the Hendrixy style, almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did. I definitely practiced that at home, and worked right on, on Jimi Hendrix and that stuff. And you know, with with my students, like seriously, like really, like digging into that style of playing and playing with a Strat. But at, but I didn't have a Strat until I moved to LA, and I bought one just to play in this band because I realized I, I realized I absolutely needed one. I couldn't get by without mm-hmm. it. I tried. Cool. I did the first gig I did with a Telly. And it was fine, but it doesn't quite cut it. Um, well, clear, clearly, yeah. you're doing something. You're clearly you're doing something right, Greg. Obviously, it's well, not, great. Not a, like, I, I would like to pick my story back up at this point. Yes, please. Cause, cause oh, they, sure. Yeah, they, they were doing they were doing a lot of things right. And what 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 you, I came to realize is that you could have put this room anywhere in this damn freaking building, this maze of a building, and but that maze. music that called people. And mostly what it called were the wrestling fans. Really? All right. So what started happening <laughs> once about three or four songs in is we started seeing all of these red t-shirted individuals, <laughs> young youth, youth men, but obviously over 21 because they've all got alcohol and are, and are drunk. Um, yeah. Um, but very young looking 20 somethings, all sporting these red shirts. So freaking pumped up. Oh, to yeah. hear this music, <laughs> and they knew every freaking word. Of the, some of them, like, but there were a lot of them knew every word. I mean, like, "Righteous and the Wicked," they're like yelling up. Yeah, there. yeah, kind of like, wow. deep, deep cuts. cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, yeah. all right. That's um, great, man. Oh so, man. <laughs> and Greg, professional, consummate professional that he is, of course, <laughs> is engaging with the audience. And not, you know, I think what peak Greg, what 35, 40 people. It wasn't a huge, huge crowd. It was a it, no, night no, no, no. It was a Sunday night. It broke our streak of like, yeah. oh, uh, like we had a long hundred person minimum streak going, and I, the guys uh, were telling me they're like, I don't know, this might be break our streak, man. This might break our streak. No, but it's you know what? Listen, it was totally fine. It the room yeah, was small, awesome. so it didn't feel it was still like there was something happening there it was it was was a vibe and like people weren't leaving and then these guys showed up they all had these red t-shirts like like nick nick was saying that said Mm -hmm. the american hammer yes and all of a sudden i look you know the show is going on i'm waving my hair around blah 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 all of a sudden there's like all these dudes standing right in front of me and i take a solo and they're like going crazy like pointing at me Nice. Absolutely yes, thank you, Nick. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. And one of them is giving me two middle fingers. I have videos of this, by the way. He's giving me two middle fingers. And I'm like, what what what's that? you know, so it like gets in between the song and I'm like and I'm like, 
who are you guys? You know, like, and who, and what is the American upstairs. hammer? The aggression came with them. Yeah. Like they brought the aggression <laughs> right. from the wrestling match. They brought the chant mob mentality yeah, yeah. into this Red Which Hot is perfect. Pepper tribute band. I love that stuff. Beautiful. It was, but Beautiful. Greg, I got to give you, there was two or three different occasions. Cause what happened after that, after they were all flicking you off is you went up to the mic and you're like, who are you people? Like, this is awesome. I love that you're here and I have no problem you flicking me. Who are you guys? And they all start yelling and they're like, what's the hammer? And then a chant started. <laughs> yeah. Hammer, 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 And just firing each other up and like punching each other. And then yeah. one guy's yelling and he fell because he's so drunk. Um, it was it was uh, it was delightful. But, but one um, of them one of them goes, Oh wait, Nick, Nick, were you gonna say this part? Well, I, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so one of them, the, the oldest looking one of the bunch, is like. The American Hammer is my son. He's a wrestler. And he just, and I was like, oh, did he just fight upstairs? And they were like, yeah! Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The, by the second set, the hammer was actually down there with the them. hammer joined. He joined. He joined. Oh, you guys got the hammer. The yeah, hammer yeah, yeah. dropped. This, this dude had a the mullet. The did. He the whole did. Thing. Um, the hammer was yeah. a. He was punk. He was an entity of him, in and of himself. And he also knew every single yeah. word. Yeah. Every song that they yes. were playing, which is, and he was honestly, Russ said, "I feel like, I feel like I've just found my soulmate. <laughs> like I feel like that's exactly. I feel what like you would say. no. He said, he said, for the first time in my life, I believe I understand what love is. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's this was in classic. reference to the hammer, who is yeah. who is like huge mullet, muscly yeah. dude, not too tall, and he either had tights or jeans or jean tights." And big old cowboy boots. Jates. But Greg, nice. there was this one point where the crowd's freaking out, uh, you know, like always, and and, and they all start s- screaming, at you, at you, yeah. like that. And Greg just goes, no. And they just stopped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just stopped. And Eric comes to me and he goes, that is how you come out of stage. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. so great. Uh, Which is even... like an Eric, that's an Eric thing to say. I, Much I, like I Russ's even... like, love comment. Well, Eric, he, that would be, yeah. well, he is a priest. I doubt he has people he ever. And he, he doesn't have. He, he, he knows what it takes to control a room. Of course. And he saw it. But he didn't. He, he, it. he, oh he, he doesn't usually have to deal with that obstacle. <laughs> he wasn't offended. Wow. It, was, it was all part of the regalia. No, but I'm saying, but like, but I'm saying that when, he, when he's on stage, he usually doesn't have to deal with people doing what they were doing to me. Yeah, I don't know. But he's also a stand up comic. So he has been heckled. Oh, didn't yeah. know that part. So sorry, Jay. What, what, what did you say? I was just saying, unless it was a particularly good sermon. Yes. yes. Or a particularly yeah. awful sermon. Yeah. Right. But by the way, right. the, the, the way that these guys were coming at me with the, with the F-bombs was actually completely like they, they were saying like, F you, I wish I could do that. That yeah. that was that was no, the vibe. It was, it, was, it, it was like, it was just like, oh, you're, t- you're like, you're so crazy. Like. Mm-hmm. That was the vibe. It wasn't like they were actually being aggressive. Like they don't not like at me. all. But they you were, they did were loving make a it. look that was like, "We're not doing this here. This is not what was happening upstairs. That's not happening here." Like you did have a very dad look on your face. You were like, "No." <laughs> I think it was because we were, were about like, to play something soft, and I was like, "Yes." Yeah. I think I was about to start maybe Soul to Squeeze or something. I was like, I can't have to. Buddy, I, it we, was the right move is all I'm saying. So well done. I, I love interacting with a crowd that I feel like, oh, I, you know, hilarious. I love connecting with a crowd on that level. And you can only really do that in a room like that. Because I'll tell you yeah, what, totally. if, it, if it was hundreds and hundreds of people, it's like now it becomes too, like you can't possibly involve everyone in that. Yeah. 
but yeah, with and you the, can't talk to the group, the little grouping, the little like, yeah, cliques that kind of form. Exactly. You kind of work with yeah. them in a small room because people, someone in the back's gonna be like, "What are they? What's? I don't know what's happening." And that's mm-hmm. not something I want. I like to just kind of no, keep yeah, the then, show. Then going. everybody else feels separated from whatever's exactly, happening up front, yeah. and that and sucks I, too. Yeah, exactly. We've all been in that situation where you're yep. watching a band and then there's like some kind of th- thing happening and you're not you're you feel left you feel left out. Feels left out. Yep. Well, goddamn, I feel left out. Let me oh, tell you. We would, I, I'm we would have sorry loved that I missed you there, this. man. It was, it was. <laughs> we were thinking about you as always. But well, I appreciate that. And while we're on this topic, I, I would definitely be remiss if I did not uh, ask the question that uh, my father-in-law, Mr. Charles Lintz, has been begging me to ask for like a month now. Okay. You guys played, I believe, after you played Harrisburg. Did you play someplace in near York, Pennsylvania? Is that correct, Greg? Was that the night before? Or Austin, is that the night before? damn. Yes, yes, that's the one. So, my my father-in-law, he keeps asking because he grew up around that area, oh. right? And he's like, I just don't understand how. I just want to know from Greg what that experience was like because there's nothing to do in that area. Here's how did he get anyone to come to that show? So, <laughs> well, dying to know. Okay, okay. Here's the story. Uh, here it is, Mr. Lentz. Here it is. Okay, so there was this festival booked, Austin Dam Memorial. That's what that's what we were told. Memorial right. Park. Come to find well, apparently out, apparently this was a, this is a huge tragedy. Yeah. that happened in this area. Yeah, yeah. the it's Austin a, Dam. Yeah, the Austin Dam in Pennsylvania, which is exists in this gorgeous part of pennsylvania i mean like the drive in there you know we've been we've been traveling around all summer and our bassist paul was like this is the best drive of the tour yeah <laughs> nice. you know, he's, he's always driving and, and he took us through this like fairyland foresty whatever but you get mm-hmm. to this point and there is this dam that was built in the i think the late 1800s and in 1911 there was this the torrential storm that raised enough the water levels it broke through this dam and like decimated this town and there was like 80 people yeah. that died yeah um which yeah. it was, it was just, actually it was a few months after it was done being built oh is that so okay yeah so, yeah gotcha gotcha um anyway so this is obviously over a hundred years ago mm-hmm. um yeah. and uh they kept the dam there as a memorial to the people that passed away, and your, and your, is your, did you say your father-in-law, Jay? Yeah, he is completely right that it's in the middle of. I mean, like we, you lose service <laughs> like five times going into this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he was wondering. He was saying, like, where are they going to set up? There's where no are they stage set up? there. I, well, it was a hippie fest, so oh. they brought a stage there. <laughs> it was an outdoor festival. It's not like there's wow. there's no venue or anything there. It was a hippie fest, and there was. I don't know what how many people were there, but it was like a full hippie fest, you know. Yeah. Wow. We were we started seeing campers like way before we got to the stage. Um, nice. And uh, now, when I say a full hippie fest, I don't mean like Bonnaroo, uh, but right. I'm talking right. about like a thousand. <laughs> no, you person, mean like a thousand? Yeah, and it's like completely in the woods, isolated. Yeah. 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 And everybody's camping, and just, so anyway, it was um, yeah, hippies, right? Yeah, it was really fun, and uh, but that's how it happened. Is that it was a right uh, it was a um, independent uh, hippie festival, 
Gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. Okay. and we were the we were the Friday night headliners, and we crushed. Man, we we melted those faces real hard. And we, that is the, awesome. luckily Pete, our drummer, and I know Nick. I'm sure you were impressed with Pete. I'm always impressed with Pete. Yeah, he's, he was he, awesome. He's insane. He was, yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know the whole band. I, I I'm very proud to play with those dudes. Just for all, the record, all all of them, everybody, and yeah. the mannerisms. The, the yeah, the, your singer. It's an act, like, but it's a it's a it, solid act. You know. No, we, but it was it was it was it. But it, yeah, it uh, yeah elements of it felt like it even elevated it. It was it was well, good. Well, thank you very much, Dan. Very I'm good. really really glad you made it out for that. Um, yeah. But. Uh, the hippie fest we, we, you probably noticed there was a couple moments in our set where things kind of loosen up a little bit and it's like mm-hmm. eh, we're gonna kind of jam at this moment you know and depends on the song or sometimes it's like an outro section and we just kind of stretch it out pete our drummer he has a lot of experience playing in jam bands i have some you know it wasn't my first hippie fest um but uh we had a little conversation it's like hey, listen man you know these the people here they're gonna be like peaking mm-hmm. as we, when we go on so like let's <laughs> right. let's let's give them some some peaks and some valleys waves. yeah let's give them some waves and so any time that it was improv we like totally stretched it out and because nice. it was outdoor nice. I, I feel I, sometimes i i, I want to say this on the air because i I'll, i never do this but it was outdoor hippie festival and during soul to squeeze i uh had a, i had a cigarette on stage when i played <laughs> <laughs> so just, I always like to, I, I try. I, I don't. So cool. So it, it, cool. It's the coolest thing. I'm sorry. Like it just. <laughs> it's not cool, kids. It's, it's not, not cool. cool. It's not cool. But it's sort of the coolest thing. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know. It's, and, and, but what's funny oh, is man. that like so I, I went up and Pete saw me light it, the drummer, and he was like, "Oh, look at you!" <laughs> you know? yeah. But then after the gig, I was like, "Yeah," to the singer and bassist. I was like, "Did you guys notice when I had the singer the cigarette in my mouth during Soul to Squeeze?" And they're like, "What?" I was like, oh, you didn't even see. <laughs> so, there you nah, go. it was it was a fantastic show, and no, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that and the tribute bands, but I also haven't played a song yet, and I'm aware of that. Oh, Sorry damn. about that, Nick. Wow, yeah, I, I didn't want to we remind are 40, you. We are forty yeah. minutes into this episode. I know, I know. Let's 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 <laughs> wrap. Song, it. Let's get it going. This, we're done. We're done. I'm good. I just want to play this song. This song is actually um, this is uh, this is kind of a teaser for next week. Uh, we're gonna have a guest on next week. Is that correct? Correct. Ooh. Uh, and not going to say too much about what that's going to be about. We'll let we'll let that person talk whenever we have them on. But I want to play a song from an album that came out in 1993 by a band called Morphine. Mm. Uh, and this song is called Buena. Yeah, come on a little cause I wanna see your face 
So good. So good. That is what I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it there, actually. Right we'll, on. Uh, find out, we'll find out more about that next week. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Excited about that. All right. Well, that's the first segment. <laughs> I'll keep mine short. Uh, I have, I have How are you going to do that? You got two albums. <laughs> so let bird me tell clock you guys. can't even believe it. Yeah. Let me, hey, Bird Clock. <laughs> bird Clock says, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I want to let you guys know about this show I did with the Red Knot Chili Peppers. No, oh! Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for real, though, but um, since I was doing all that time traveling around, I uh, found some new music. What's that? Ooh. You said time traveling around. I said time Oh, time traveling. Did I say Sorry, time traveling? <laughs> traveling around, I guess is what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never uh, said time traveling around. No, oh, oh I, since I spent all that time traveling, I get you. Sorry, I, see now. I see what you did there. Sorry. Sorry. You heard some new music is the point. Exactly. Gosh, right? I have ruined it. I <laughs> and uh, two new albums I want to talk about. The first one is uh, by this pop singer you may have heard of named Halsey. I think I'm saying her name right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Halsey. 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 Uh, H-A-L-S-E-Y. She's a big mm-hmm. deal, so I'm sure you don't need to you know, help look finding her. But um, I guess she's been around for a minute, but she put out this new record and it's produced by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So oh I want to, let's, let's play a clip and then we can talk about it a little bit. Um, I found an interesting yeah. article about this record. So check this out. <laughs> I feel lighter in the waistline with no hands around me, no spit in my teeth. No, I'm not your daydream. I won't have your baby stop cause you're killing my vibe. cool nice pretty awesome yeah it is so you know what i don't have the information in front of me but it's like the the album name is what's nick do you have that by any chance Uh, you're quick typer hang on yeah yeah yeah, it's called uh forgive me it's called if i can't have love i want power yeah and uh i guess the 
so I found this article. Maybe we can link to it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it talks about it's from NME.com, and mm-hmm. um, they they uh, discuss how basically she had this record ready to go, but she wanted um, to talk to Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross about producing it. And I don't know what her specific reason is, but it might have something to do with the fact that they are pretty much like the coolest producers now, like across (laughs) like every genre. I don't mean genre. I mean like every like facet of music, like Mm -hmm. they did the music for soul Yep. By yeah. Pixar. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. all of it, but um, the cool, like, with, spacey with part. With John Batiste, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it. Well, he did all the jazz stuff, and they did all the weird, yeah. like, spacey stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they also did the music for Watchmen, which I talked about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. They also mm-hmm. did the mu- music for, like, Social Network and Gone Girl, like, a bunch That's of right. That's movies right. like that. And basically, it's Nine Inch Nails. They are Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yeah. Those two dudes are basically make up Nine Inch Nails now. Yeah. So it's really rad that Nine Inch Nails has somehow like kind of seamlessly become this like music. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And and, and I mean, it started back in like 1996 whenever they did the music for Quake video game, Mm -hmm. right? The video game. That's a good call. (laughs) That's a good call. Yeah, exactly. Freaking love that, man. Like just getting their tentacles out there in the world. Like, yep. Yep. And and really delivering. I mean, the, the, yeah, you know that Watchmen soundtrack just has such a vibe. Yeah. You know, it, well, it, and there's such smart oral storytellers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and there's there's the way that Reznor talks about any piece of music is so like interesting. The way he dissects stuff, which is which is cool. So yeah, yeah they always bring their angle to it. And it's interesting for me as someone who's kind of, you know, I dig deep into harmony and various things, and they don't do things that are like groundbreaking in that way in harmony but like again it's the choices that are really interesting so basically Halsey approached them and she didn't think that they'd be interested but they were decided like hey you know what let's 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 play around with a tune and then see what happens and they sent it back and she was like oh my god this is exactly what I'm talking about because she wanted I think the the more like the 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 gutsy yeah dissonant harsh but also interesting. So I mean, all, just all—it's a whole different palette yeah. that they're working she, with. She said she in this article. She says she wanted it to be cinematic, not horror, but unsettling. Yeah, and that's—they're very good at that. They're the kings of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, unsettling. So they, that could be a genre unto, unto itself. Yeah, it's, but it's, that's it's, it's chaired by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yeah. Right. 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 Number one and two on the charts, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, but this is one of those reasons, and Greg, not to, nope. to, to please go in front of you here, but like this is one of the reasons I love doing this podcast with you guys, because like, I've heard of Halsey. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about her at all. Mm-hmm. You said the other day that you'd like to talk about this album, and I checked it out, and I loved it. I mean, it was oh, really, 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 really That's awesome, good. Man. And then like started like digging like into like her backstory, which is just fascinating. Hmm. I don't know if you guys check this out or not. I, I no. you know, we might have Tell to do us. like a whole like episode like on her like story. Cool. I, I, I don't I don't want to go into the details now because I don't have Fair them enough. like like sure, down sure, enough. Sure. No, but let's let's, let's we can do a deep it's dive just a, later. a fascinating story. Like she was just like an interesting kid that like was living on the streets for a while. Like she oh, was God. homeless for a little while. Like yeah, that's and rough. like it wasn't until like she really was like nineteen till she found this. She was like boyfriends with this producer guy that like thought her voice was interesting and wanted like it's a fascinating story and i never would have known any of this 
had it not been for Greg saying, oh. hey, these guys were produced by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I love that. So let's right, go right. check it out. And I wouldn't have found out if about it if it wasn't for with uh if it wasn't for someone's Facebook post and this is some as someone who I met briefly out here in LA who I have a lot of respect for mm-hmm. and yeah. he was like yo the production on this is crazy and I'm like well if he it's thinks great. it's crazy it's got to be awesome Worth and and, out, yeah. and 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 so I was Trent Reznor I was like well I'm obviously gonna like this because he's been a North Star of mine ever since I got into yeah. music you know yeah sure um. That's so, a good one. It was a cool album. Yeah. I will, however, say that, honestly, her vocal styling, it's not, is like the last thing I like about it. The, you know, the effectiveness <laughs> of it, like her affected it's voice. Not, it's not, and I'm not saying I don't like it, but that's the least special part of it mm. to me. Now, it's not, she kills it, I think, like, and she delivers the lines, but it's very, uh, I wouldn't be able to tell her apart from like, Taylor Swift or Lord or like uh, there's like all these other singers that sound just like that or even Billie mm-hmm. Eilish. You I hear what, what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I think that she's coming from a different place. Just like now that I know a little bit more about her backstory, like it's definitely grittier than any of the other mm. arti- artists that you mentioned. Okay. And like viewing the lyrics through that prism, like definitely like makes me think she's got a little bit more to say than some of those other people. In a not not to take away anything no, from Taylor no, no, Swift. No, 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 no. She's my girl, but you know, it's <laughs> just a different. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, and it's cool because you also it also makes you take the word she's saying more seriously. Right. Yeah, on. Yeah, it's bit. not like who's this bit. kid talking about something she doesn't yeah. no idea. What, she's like, oh, she yeah. actually, yeah, she knows exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. How a dare more raw you? Sounding. How dare that's you? That's awesome. Yeah. So that's the first album that you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, and I'll make, keep this the, the second one short, but this is a band that I've been following for ever since I was still back on the East Coast. And I, remember, I remember reading about them in a Washington Post article uh, mm-hmm. about the venue Songbird in Adams Morgan, and they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. this band Tree Style, uh, sorry, uh-huh. this band Turnstile played here, mm-hmm. and uh, they just blew the roof off the place, and I was like, who are these guys? And, you know, I, so I, I looked up their album at the time, Nonstop Feeling, and they have like continued uh, to become a force in heavy music. Um, I loved that album, by the way, when I first listened to it. I was like, these guys are like a mix of like 311 and Fugazi or something. Yeah, the, the, mm. and, I was, get, uh, I kept, yeah, I kept getting like the first two tracks on this album. I got like Weezer, but better. But then it kind of was like, yeah, then it was like a 311. But it's definitely. But his voice like, is better. His voice is better. His voice is like. It's hardcore though. Punk it's, or something. It, yeah, but exactly. It is, but it's. But it's it's not. He's not screaming ever. He's not screaming. But let's. Well, I really like this album. Yeah, really these guys. Like these guys rule, man. Play this turnstile clip.
Dude, I mean, they're so good. That's isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, they are. Great. I, I realize, like, I realized early into listening to this also today because I've only gotten about halfway through it. That it's like these are really good musicians mm-hmm. doing interesting things on a genre. I have I had kind of resigned as something I didn't like. Not yeah. heavy. This isn't heavy to me. This is okay. This is like this is like amped up, more interesting, heavier, like like punk rock emo Pop, stuff. At yeah, the drive-in like, a little bit, maybe. I like at it the, the drive-in, drive-in definitely. I like at the yeah. drive-in. Um, it, it's interesting in that way, but you can hear that like their roots. Like that yeah. singer's roots is like some very mainstream stuff I didn't like about ten or fifteen years ago. Fair enough. That would be my guess. Like the yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. Maybe like My Chemical Romance kind of. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 And the, yeah. That, yeah. That even that, that's like the mainstream version though of I. I mean, I'm maybe he I'm was. Not, I don't know. I'm what just he was saying. To, I, I'm just saying. I'm now. I'm open to it, and I right. probably just because their musicality yeah. takes it to another level. And he's really sincere. I mean, I, first time I heard them, I was like, "This dude is definitely. He's got it. He's got mm-hmm. the thing. You know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that you have to yeah. have to be that kind of front man. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. 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 I don't Greg, begrudge you, him his influences. I, yeah. I'm sorry, Jake. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's fine. It, it, Greg, when you threw out the name Turnstile, I knew I knew that name, and I, it took me a little while to like figure out how I remembered mm. how I knew about the band Turnstile, and, I, and it finally came to me. It's uh, this guy that I used to work with at Bill's Music House. His mm. name is Matt Berg. His name is Matt Bergman, and uh, he's a great guy, beautiful man. Like, and he's uh, one of the co-founders of the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. You guys got to check that out. It's really good. Um, but he's, you know, that kind of music is exactly what, what he's into. And, and it's all about authenticity. So you mm-hmm. can't, it's like, it's not about like if, if, if there's any shred of like, mm. he's doing it for the buck, you know, it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's you, not going to fly at all. Away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I hadn't heard them for a, for a long time and it's really good stuff. I really like it. And you, they were, they're local Baltimore. You know, yeah, uh, exactly. that's a cool thing too. Yeah. That's that's how you know your boy at Bill's music, Matt. I, I believe I I, yep. I believe we met back in the day, by the way. I'm uh, sure you have, yeah. <laughs> I, I can picture it. Didn't he live out in LA for a minute? Uh, no, he's been a Baltimore cat for Absolutely. for most of his life. Oh, okay, all right. Maybe I'm thinking of something. Else. <laughs> and the point is uh, that uh, yeah, so like the Baltimore cats know about Turnstile for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, they are, I think, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of that, that album. By the way, is called Glow On. It just came mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's really good. good. It's really good. From, Real from pick to, me up too. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, if you, like, if, you, like if, if you're at the gym or something, you know, or like driving, <laughs> yeah. it's it's great music for that. I listen to this stuff. I go to sleep to this stuff, but you know. <laughs> um, but uh, for most people, that's why you're you doing know, your Navarro. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, they are there's like three bands that kind of came out around the same period that i think are equally like on that uh slate and it's turnstile is one of them power trip which i've talked about and code orange okay. those are the, these yeah. are like the three like young bands yeah. that i heard that i was like i was like yo these guys are super on on it and they have they have it all they have uh, um but then sadly power trip their singer passed away during uh covid Yep. Um, and Code Orange uh, kind of took a different direction. I'm not as interested mm-hmm. in what they're doing now. Um, but they have an album called Forever, which is 
unreal, and it's, and especially if you like that dark, like horror part of Nine Inch the Nails scary stuff. Yeah, but like, but like the Nine Inch Nails was a huge influence on that album, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very cool if you like he- dark, heavy stuff. Uh, Code Orange forever, but, but 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 so by result of like those two bands kind of coming out of the my my orbit. Turnstile yeah. now has become like kind up, of the one up and elevated. Yeah, and, they, dude, and and they're just cranking it out. This has gotten the uh, best new music pitchfork badge. So that's, oh wow! It's gotten a, a great review, well, and they, apparently, apparently, there's a bit of, a that. bit about Riley Gale in this album, like the singers. Oh, he's in some, on it. No, no. Oh, oh, this in, album, uh, they talk about Riley Gale, like missing him. And, oh and, no, sh. Yeah, yeah. All right, damn. Yeah, because yep. they were friends. That's Riley Gale's singer power trip. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, I, I think they did. I had heard that they toured, or, or at least had mutual respect, or whatever. Well, you had know. said everybody, everybody in the even close yeah. to this genre, like respected the hell out of Riley Gale. Like he was right. just so genuine, just so yeah, just such yeah. a just a lighthouse to everybody. It's good, it's good to see the young blood though, kind of you know going. There's still like kids out there that are willing to just like play this kind of stuff and just. Heck yeah, man! Yeah, and just tore for the new ten blood. years. It's the new and... blood, man. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. It, 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 I'm glad that didn't go away because there's uh, so many reasons. You know, SoundCloud and mm-hmm. you know, so many reasons to just not get in a van for ten years and really get good at something. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Well, they 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 did it. Since I think they awesome. I think they've achieved it. So congrats. It's ironic that the Pitchfork review was really good. I'll I'll close with this because the last album they got panned by Pitchfork. <laughs> well, this one pitchfork loves well, eight seven, good. so I'm happy with it. Right, pitchfork giveth and the pitchfork taketh away. You know, good. No, I guess pitchfork probably got some some pushback from their previous review, and maybe that, that must be it. it. Well, yeah. maybe this album's a lot better. It, I enjoyed it. You know? It's possible. You'll, you'll enjoy the last one too. I enjoyed it because Pitchfork told me to. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should always listen to yeah. it. They know what they're talking it about. Is, it, is a, it is conceivable that Pitchfork's reviews might be tied to the quality of the music. It is possible. No. Is, the, is it? No. You think? Don't, don't be, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm throwing that out there. Jay, you, you are really relaxed right now. Yeah. I'm chilling, man. You chilling. It, it is also your turn, my friend. My man is chilling. Oh, well. Well, uh, let me just take the uh, chillingest of turns here for my, for my topic. I... Okay. I Going to be talking about a guy that everybody knows, um, and that uh, you know certainly I know as well, and I, I know is you know I'm not going to be like breaking any new ground here, but I, in a way I kind of feel like I am. Uh, let me play a tune that I've been just like jamming on so hard in the past two weeks. Okay, it's called tw- Twenty Nine Palms. It's a song about a, a, a desert city out in California. Greg, you might be familiar with it. A kiss of fire.
So that is uh, 29 Palms by Mr. Robert Plant. Robert oh. Plant. Yeah. There it is. Okay, so that's who yeah. we're talking Robert Plant. Yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about him. That was off oh, of his... Bobby P. Uh, <laughs> Bobby P. <laughs> Bobby P. As he's Bobby familiarly known. Yes. <laughs> that's off of his album, Fate of Nations. Came out in 1993. Okay. And um, I only found out about that song, which is now like one of my favorite songs ever uh i only found out about that through his podcast robert plant's podcast called dibbing digging deep mm. which is a fantastic thing i don't know if you guys ever checked that out or no or no. no who is who for anybody who doesn't know who's robert plant <laughs> robert plant uh used to be the lead singer of the band little known band it's kind of a cult classic led zeppelin led the led zeppelin the, yeah, you might have this heard of the them. the singer for Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Right, depending on which country you're in. Uh, they broke up in around, I think, 1980, whenever yeah. John Bonham died. Yeah. Is that right? Um, and, you know, uh, John Paul Jones has gone on to produce, like, one album. Uh, Jimmy Page has produced maybe like two or three Robert Plant has produced like a dozen mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. excellent solo albums since the demise of Led Zeppelin and I think it's really something to be like lauded and it's not something that I really knew about or, or dug into until I heard his podcast called Digging Deep where it's it's just Robert Plant being interviewed by this guy um, talking about random songs. He talks about a couple of Led Zeppelin songs, but he also talks about mostly his solo work. Um, which, when you think about it, like in retrospect, Led Zeppelin existed for a decade. Mm -hmm. Like, Robert Plant has been producing solo albums for four decades now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of crazy. So much longer, right? Yeah. But, you, you know, as, as we know, you know, you think about Robert Plant, you think about him in, in Led Zeppelin. Obviously, he knows that. And it, it's, it's interesting to me that, like, it's such a hard mountain for him to climb. For even someone like myself, who loves Led Zeppelin and loves his work, just never, I just never really listened to his solo albums at all. Hmm. But I can tell you now that I've dug into them, they're all, like uniquely fantastic and i've really been like mesmerized by how good this guy's solo output output is <laughs> I, I i just i can't believe it like there's not really too many other artists outside of like a paul mccartney maybe mm -hmm. um who comes from such a big band with mm -hmm. such a big history to go on to make really great individual albums um, so I don't know. Have you guys ever checked out any of his solo works at all? Nick, do you want to take this one first? I mean, we had we had um, what was the something in Zen? What was it uh, now in Zen? I remember that now album. Now in Zen. I remember okay. we had. I remember we had that, had that as a kid. Um, 
and that I would put it on every so often because, you know, it's an album that was available to listen to. I, I wonder, because because when we kind of came up, Zeppelin was was already kind of entrenched as this rock legend. Sure. And, like, did we write off the band members? as? I mean, like, because I totally, in, in most circumstances, if there's a band that I really like and then one of the people kind of spins off and does their own thing, like, I'll go follow that person in a heartbeat. Yeah. No, no questions asked. I don't. I don't fault somebody for not producing the, as good work as the band they were in previous. Like that's more right. of a reason to go follow them around. So I have no idea why. Why with Robert Plant? Because no, I, I have a tendency to be like, ah, I don't. I don't. I'm okay. Yeah. I like. I'm the same. I'm, okay. I'm the same. Kind of the same way. Honestly, I just never really expected. I guess I. It, it comes down to expectations. I never really expected any of his albums to be any good. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Greg? Around uh, 2004 or five, uh, he put out an album called The Mighty Rearranger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know how I came across it, but I was definitely way into Zeppelin at the time. Um, Just kind of really taking the deep Zeppelin dive, which I didn't do until, you know, right after I met you guys, a couple years after it really clicked. They put out this live set set of... uh, (laughs) A live DVD. Dude, I'll never forget that evening, Craig, that I oh, came dude. over to your place. And you're like, dude, check out this DVD. And, like, your words to me were like, I know you know Led Zeppelin, but you got to watch this. Yeah. And you were absolutely right. To see Led Zeppelin, like, in their prime was like, it sounds crazy, but it was mind-blowing. Yeah. It's like, really, like, it's whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> It's so good. It's it's not how the West was won. How the West was won is a uh, three disc compila- audio compilation of live stuff that they put out uh, at around the same time. But they also put out a DVD called I believe it's just called Led Zeppelin DVD. Yeah, yeah. And it has two discs, and the first disc was uh, live at Royal Albert Hall in like 1971 yes. or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh so it's God. like they're torn. I think they're like they just put out the first album. Yeah. And the way the footage looks is so cool, and like the so it, it's fucking it's just cool. insane. And I, I that whole summer I watched that every night. Yeah, and just like yeah, just downloaded everything I could and bring because <laughs> it, it's like the. Just, they were not at their peak even creatively, but probably their peak as a live band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least as like a blues band. I don't know if I want to call it that, but whatever they were yeah. doing, they yeah. were like totally on fire. Was there a slowdown period for them before, before like live, as far as a live performance? Like, did they get sloppy as like the drug use got worse? And there's some gigs I've heard that like the mix is just not done well and sure. but the but the beauty of that and I totally agree with that but the beauty of that DVD set is like there's one from 1970 there's like one from 1975 and then there's one from 1979 yeah mm-hmm. and like it, there's different yeah the Nebworth show like there's different they do different things well okay. yes like in each show they were still great like there's 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 reasons to Enjoy each it's all, iteration. It's all impressive. Yeah, it, it's all incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sucks, Bob. Yeah, Man, I know. Yeah, good. but he, but but they definitely captured him, you know, on these DVD sets. But the point is that around this time, anyway, I was obsessed yeah. with these uh, <laughs> recordings that had just come out. Robert Plant came out with a solo album called Mighty Rearranger, and it featured um, in the band uh, one cat who is who ended up being the second drummer in Radiohead. Like they they added him. Clive oh, wow. Dreamer. 
one of the really neat things about Robert Plant is that he doesn't he hasn't just stuck to like one group of musicians that he played with. So for this period in 2005 for the Mighty Rearranger album and I think one album before that it was Robert Plant with the Strange Sensation. It was the Strange yeah, Sensation exactly. band. Yeah, uh, Cl- Clive Clive uh, Deemer. Clive Deemer. Yeah, he was in Portishead yeah. actually. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And th- yeah. so that that actually ca- caught my attention too and I guess I checked out the record and I'd just gotten like an iPod I think for the first time. I remember it being like, <laughs> you know. And uh yeah, I really liked that record. I saw him play with that band at the Tower Theater in Philly. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, well, you you hit me with, to that album, Greg, because ah. I've just been doing this deep deep dive into Robert Plant's solo stuff, and you said, "Well, you got to check out Mighty Rearranger." So I did. So I want to play a, a track from that. Um, there's there's a couple great songs on there, but the one I want to play is called "Freedom Fries." Oh yeah, just to give you. A- <laughs> this is around when that went was going down. Yeah, exactly. A taste of uh, the. The early aughts here. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. W. So, but this is a great track, man, just to give you a, a taste of what Robert Plant is capable of solo. Just a, just a couple of things before I wrap up. I'm, I just really respect any artist who, you know, he could totally rest on his laurels and just do kind of like Led Zeppelin-ish things. Reunions. Or just choose to just do folk stuff. Because he, he hit upon a, like a really, like in 2008, he did a, a, a duet album with Alison Krauss. Oh, yeah. yeah. That won the Grammy, um, which, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, one like a ton of Grammys. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. It's just all like very acoustic and very folky. He could have just done that and wrote that out. Um, he could. There was he had pop hits in like the in the eighties right. that are great, and he could have just wrote that out. Like there's a million like stopping points where Robert Plants could have taken the road of any other successful solo artist and just done that. But it just seems to me like he just keeps he's he obsessed. He, he's obsessed with trying to reinvent himself and trying to make really great music in every genre. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so great to see, man. Like and I really and, and, and the other thing is that like I really appreciate like the production on all the albums. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and, and that's you know, that's something that it's not an accident. You know, it's something that obviously he cares a lot about 
and uh, and wants his albums to sound great. And he plays with a bunch of different musicians that were all not necessarily well known. You know, these bands he he plays with guys like Buddy Miller, who's a uh, like really well known in like the alt country scene, but not known at all outside of that. And like, oh, he's gonna be Robert Plant's guitar player for most of the, you know, from like 2006 to like 2012. That's kind of amazing. It's this guy, Buddy Miller, who just plays like these weird old cranky guitars from like, <laughs> it's just, it, it's just really idiosyncratic and neat. And I didn't know that his solo albums were so great. So I, I, you seem inspired. Check, I, I, I am. I am. I, every time I, I throw on a new one, it's like, this is damn Bobby unique, Key. <laughs> this is uniquely great. So yeah, I, all I can say is you should check them out. Nice. Oh, well, there you have it, man. Robert Plant. Yeah, we did it. We did. We did it. <laughs> Jay's relaxed. Hey, how you feeling, Jay? Better. I'm good. I'm a little bit hot. I'm Go out on. here on this deck, and it's uh, no AC right now, okay. so it's a. All right, let's get you inside that AC. Great. Where, where do they find yeah. us? All right, go to our website. You should check it out. Com. Send us an email. Yscio_podcast at gmail. Com. Find us on social media. You should check it out. Find us on tw- on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, our Twitter handle is at should check. And uh, find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tell your friends that you should check it out. Indeed, oh. beautifully said. Thank you, oh. fellas. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good. <sighs> good. Gonna go uh, relax on the beach tomorrow. Excellent. Excellent. You you've earned it, buddy. Hey, Excellent. thanks. I, I appreciate think that. The rain's coming. Oh. The rain. So you guys not getting rain tomorrow? Because we're oh, getting the, yeah. four and a half inches of rain tomorrow. Fair enough. Yeah, Ida. The uh, the vengeance of Hurricane Ida. Well, is she your she, way. she uh, Bonnaroo was canceled today because of. Oh yeah. really? Isn't that, isn't that a drag? Yeah, it kept push, it like canceled it last year, pushed it this year, canceled. Yeah. Mm. So because, yeah, I think tomorrow it's clogged. It's 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 a uh, water logged. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Tomorrow, I believe the plan is to go to the trampoline park. Beautiful. Oof. Yeah, which is a park inside of trampolines. Should be a good time. Awesome. I bet. All right, you guys, <laughs> right. stay safe out there. Enjoy, and uh, we'll see you next week with our special guest. Absolutely. All right, see you guys. Peace.